Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs podcast. Uh, Dan and Andy are here, your hosts, for this uh, off-season baseball topic, a little roundtable discussion. We're going to talk CBA, that's the Collective Bargaining Agreement that's uh, that's coming up due. The Hall of Fame ballot is now out. We're going to go over that, and we're also going to get a, a guest star on today, a guest host. Uh, we're going to get Rhino on from Town Ball Tuesdays, get him on the episode when we go over the collective bargaining agreement, there's some, uh, he wants to have his input on there as well. And uh, we'll go over some of the pros and cons uh, on some of these options that the CBA is you know, trying to come up with. The last time they did this, I think was, was 2016. Yep. Um, Andy, what's your take on the, uh, on the collective bargaining just as, as an overall, overall, you know, like 2016, they just kind of uh, tabled a lot of stuff. Things are all fat, dumb and happy with it then. Um, so the issues we got coming up, which we'll cover later when Reiner calls in, to me, I guess I could see our big number or big topics. But also, I've seen the stuff that shouldn't take long to hammer out. You know, they give this big December 1st date that we're going to lock down. Take a lockdown December 1st and open up again on the 5th. Does that count as a lockdown or a strike or a shortage to me? No. When it affects spring training, then, then that's an issue. If they are officially, quote, quote, locked down for a week in December, I don't count that as a lockdown or a Striker or anything like that. So, what is the the difference? I know the you know at one point when they had this, uh, there was actually a strike. I think back in ninety four, the players actually uh, went on strike. But there has been lockouts and lockdowns and whatnot before as well. But like you said, there's so much on the agenda. Um, yeah, how long does does it typically take to hammer these things out? Well, I think most of they all got kind of figured out. Right now, some of the stuff they want to talk about is uh, universal DH and some of the over extra innings rules. They, tweaked with because of COVID the last couple of years. So I think they want to make that official or not official if they're going to do that instead of these emergency plugins they added because of COVID. So they kind of want to make that, yes, we're going universal DH or no. Uh, hey, we want to do double headers and extra innings this way. Those are going to be formalities. That's going to be something they have to figure out by lunch, I think. That's gotcha. not going to be a problem. Gotcha. A lot of it coming up, though, is um, finances. They're, they're worried about some of these small market teams, what they call tanking, so they can get better draft picks. Unlike football and basketball, though, your draft pick this year, you're not going to see for four or five years, if even that. How many times do you trade that first pick for someone later? Anyway, they want to prevent tanking, but it's kind of hard when someone like a few years ago in Kansas City Royals finally do well and make the World Series a couple years in a row. All the big fish come in and just pick your players like you're a buffet and here's some appetizer. Help yourself. So we got to figure out a hard salary cap, I guess, in a way. And we'll talk about that with Ryan when he comes on. And that's like the NFL, where they do actually have a ceiling, uh, yeah. salary level ceiling for all Hard. the teams. Here, yeah. baseball, they don't. So that's part of the sticking points that people, fans like and don't like at the same yeah. time. And you know, the Hall of Fame ballot came out, and there's some guys that's their last year of eligibility, and it's the guys that are uh, the that's the Bonds and the Clemens because of <clears throat> their steroid use. Let's wow. cover that. Let's cover that. Who's yeah. the last? Who's on it for the last time? Because they're um, I, I they think, reach a essentially uh, for those that are new, it's a kind of a sunset clause. Yeah. You you have certain years of eligibility, and then it, it falls off the table. You're done. So the veterans committee can vote you on after that. After that, then you could be on the veterans committee later on. But who the, are the ones? The, who are the big names now? The two are, big names would be Clemens and Bonds. So Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. Okay, I got no problem either one going in. Um, they they do what they did. Sure, great, fine. I, I'm not not applauding what they did, but it was done. They still got to play. Um, some people put asterisks by their numbers. I don't. It, it was what it was. I think they should still go in. Well, Bonds is it unbelievable the number of home runs he hit. And I'm, I'm still a, a firm believer of steroids, juicing or not. Um, 
He's hit a home run on a major league pitcher in a major league game in a major league stadium is hard enough to do right. at all. Whether or not uh, how big you are, how much muscle, how you much have 26 inch arms or not. Yeah, you got to still do that. You're still hitting a round ball with a round bat and hitting it square. So, yeah, um, I hope that he gets uh, in myself. Uh, like I said, I agree whether or not we're, we like or approve or not of what they did. <clears throat> are they Hall of Fame? Worthy, but then again, I'm a Pete Rose fan. Yeah, I, I, think, I think fan. Pete Rose should be in. Shoeless Joe should be in. I, I mean, Shoeless Joe's shoes are in there. Pete Rose has lots <laughs> of uniforms in there, but they're personally not. Yeah, there's all this so, pros and cons. Now, who are some of the first time ballots? Who are on the first well, time? Well, the first time ballot guys who's going to be on the same one is Alex Rodriguez. A Rod. I think again, look at the numbers he put up. Yes, he should be in. Um, did he or did he do drugs or? Steroids, or whatever you want to call it, it is what it is. That's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing. So we'll yeah. talk about him. Let's get Rhino here talking. Rhino, hey, what's going on? I got you on speakerphone here. We just started the uh, the episode, and we'd like to get your thoughts on. First of all, we're going to do the Hall of Fame ballot. So who are, who are some of the people falling off in their last year of eligibility? Uh, it's Dan and Andy here on the show, by the way. Uh, and then we're going to do some of the first timers that are on the Hall of Fame ballot. And then we're going to get a little into the collective bargaining agreement, some of the options coming up that are due on voting. And we'd like to get your input on a lot of this. We know you've got some opinions, Rhino. Uh, I've, like been to, no, I've been known to. Yes, we'd like to get your topics on this because Andy does as well. And we'd like to give some of the pros and cons so that for the listeners uh, can hammer some of this uh, out and make their own, uh, draw their own conclusions on some of these things. First of all, um, Rhino, a couple of guys last time or last year, Option on the ballot for the Veterans Committee, Bonds and um, Clemens. Both, yeah. both listed with the whole steroiding, juicing situation. I say they should be able to go in. What about you? Oh, you know, I don't think I'm ready yet. Do you think Veterans Committee will ever let them in, though? Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I think uh, those guys got to, they got to, do their penance a little bit longer here before we start uh, getting over the uh, the steroid era. Will there be an exception for these guys down the years where the veterans say, because you go look at the veterans list for so long, do they give them a little longer because of this or maybe not as many votes need, needed to get in? Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, with the veterans committee, you know, the, the, those guys that are the, the old ball players that, you know, they, yeah. they've got insights that the, uh, the sports writers and some of those fans may, may not have, like, you know, they can make that decision yeah. better, I think. Now, either way, if they do get in, uh, th- this is Dan, if they do get yes. in, they're going to have, you know, asterisk regardless by your name yeah. for forever. So you're going to have that to deal with. But this is the last, this is the last round. They don't make it. They're out and they got to wait till the uh, veterans. Now, we do have a first timer coming in this year, Alex Rodriguez. Much the same. What's your thoughts, Ryan? <sighs> You know, that's another guy. You definitely no way first ballot, um, right? Uh, you know, I I think this this steroid era is gonna still t- it's gonna take some more time to to get this all sorted out. I think there's still a lot of hard feelings uh, from you know fans, obviously that felt betrayed. Um, there's you know the, the sports writers that the, the, everybody involved kind of has. I think it's it's I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we've um, baseball's really successfully emerged from the 
widespread kind of feeling of betrayal that came out of that mm-hmm. era. I, I, I certainly am not. Uh, we, you know, even though we all kind of we all knew it was happening right. as it was happening, and you know, nobody was under any delusions, and especially those of us that were actively, you know, baseball fans prior to it and, and during yeah. it. I mean, you know, we're watching it, going, "All right, this these guys are all hoped up. This is, you know, we know this isn't right." Uh, and then it seemed like it was just a matter of time until the, the, the house of cards kind of collapsed. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not ready for those guys yet. They can. There's a couple other names that are kind of the borderline steroids. Their names were brought up and never conv- con- convicted, if you will. Um, David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez. Yeah. Do you, do you consider them the steroid users? They, they're not ready yet, or do you think they were clean and we should let them get in? Uh, well, you know, Ortiz is a, is, a, is a tricky one for me. To, you know, yeah. uh, he's, as a, he's a DH. Yeah. I, you know, I'm old school. Like, yes. you know, it was, you know, we went a long time without letting DHs in. Um, I'm, I'm still a little bit of that, you know, you know, you can play a position, uh, he, all you got to do is stand up four times a game and, and, you know, go up to bat and that's, that's your, uh, that's your resume. I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, so, so I, I, the numbers are there though, the, you know, the, the credentials are there. Um, it's, you know, I, I don't know. It, 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 that's a tough call for me. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm not one of the guys that has to make these, oh, these yeah. calls and have your name attached to it. I, that's all I can say. And speaking of other stuff of CBA agreements, we'll move on to that now. Um, CBA's got till Wednesday before they have their strike or lockout, whatever you want to call it. It's called stoppage of play now. They don't blame either side for work stoppage. Um, like Dan and I were just talking about, if they don't agree on Wednesday, but they still agree by next Thursday, if that's still considered a work stoppage, great to me. As long as it doesn't affect the first day of spring training, I can care less when they sign it. Yeah. Um, some of the topics on the for the CBA, uh, first or one of the big ones, uh, Tony Clark. What, the, what do the players want? I got this off Major League Baseball slate. Players want to change just about everything. Quote: At least to, to hear the representatives explain it that way. One thing Tony Clark says is, uh, and he's the executive director of Major League Baseball Players Association. Competitive integrity, or in other words, tanking. Uh, players want to find a way to incentivize small market franchises uh, that do not make genuine attempts to field competitive team squads. So basically, like I said, you can tank now, but you're not going to see that the fruits of that labor for four or five years before the guy comes up. And then when a team like Kansas City a few years ago and they make the World Series, then all the big markets come in and pluck what you got anyway. Um, yeah. So you just, instead of having this, well, if you go over this limit for payroll, we're going to give you a tax. I think Major League Baseball just needs to go to a hard salary cap period, and you would prevent this tanking and you'd make it more competitive. Yeah, the, you know that's the money is obviously complicated when you have, don't have a you don't have a cap. Right. Um, you know, if you, if you're one of these small market teams, it, obviously you, you're never going to get involved in this arms race, and even if you do, it's. You know, as you see with San Diego, yep. you know, used to see with, uh, you know, Baltimore back in the in the '90s and early 2000s when they were trying to hang in the AL East by just throwing, you know, yeah. millions and millions and millions of dollars at, at the at the problem, thinking that was going to change the dynamic. Uh, you know, without having some sort of control at the top, it, there, there's 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 teams that they're just not ever going to be able to be competitive, um, and. The, 
investment, you know, if it doesn't pay off, the, the, the risk is, is a lot higher for, for those organizations than, than for, you know, your, your organizations like the Dodgers and the Yankees that have these crazy TV deals. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you're a Kansas City, if you're a, well, you know, like I said, with San Diego, look at, yeah. you look at that roster on paper and you're like, how could they finish below 500 and not make the playoffs? Uh, you know, obviously San Francisco had a crazy season. Right. Nobody saw that coming, but yeah, I, there's got to be something happening at the top. I think if you can do something there, then, you know, you have a situation like, uh, well, I, I, I know the NHL, I think, they, does the NBA also have like a, a salary minimum? Yeah, they have a situation? minimum. They have a minimum. And also, they don't have a, a team cap. They have exceptions in the NBA where you have that uh, the hometown discount type thing, like Kevin Garnett got here. Sure, Only sure, a percentage sure. of that counts towards your cap because you stayed with your team. Something like that I'm okay with because it keeps people there, keeps your your market growing, gives that yeah. small market team a chance. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you can if you can do things like that, if there's incentives to, to keep, because that's also what, what puts butts in the, in the seats. Yep. You know, having the, that familiarity, having the, the local guy that you've been cheering for since you were a kid that's been playing it for 12 years. Yeah, but, you know, that's... That's always a, a the, whatever you can do to preserve that. You know, I, it's baseball's ownership and, and and union situation is obviously way more complicated than anybody else's because yeah, well they were the first ones to do it, and <laughs> you know it's you read uh, oh god, what's the the great book about the history of uh, ownership and unions and uh, oh yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you read that stuff and, and you realize like what a tangled web it is because of the way it unfolded. And ah, it's, I, I don't envy anybody involved in, in any time that the CBA comes up in baseball because it's it's complicated. Well, you, you just can't throw money at it and sign big players because being a Mets fan, let me tell you, that doesn't work after last year. Yeah, well, there you go. So that's, that's another great example. Top yeah. five for payroll and they didn't make the playoffs. Padres, yeah, I, like you said, top payroll didn't make the playoffs. But then you got guys like Tampa Bay, smoke and mirrors down there. I don't know how they do it every year, you know. You know, there's something about chemistry with baseball that yep. you just can't manufacture. Um, and I don't know if that's in the in the scouting. I don't know if that's in the in the clubhouse and the in the dugout in in the in the general management. You know, I don't know. <laughs> which, which might work for Tampa Bay? They come up all through the minors together. They're all still familiar. That maybe yeah. that's how they do it. I don't know. Some of the other rule changes they want to make. Um, and I said some of these were done because of COVID, and now they want to make them official. Seven inning double headers. Your thoughts? Hate it. Okay, good. <laughs> hate it. It's it, it, it's it's ridiculous. I you know I, I hated it when obviously when they uh, as as a baseball fan, you know when you had you know I, I grew up yep. mostly in Michigan, and and so you know occasionally we'd be if we were going to Chicago for a game or going to Detroit for a game, you might you might have you get lucky in there doing the double headers or making up a rain out from the other day. That was a great, great bonus. You're like, you know, yeah. awesome. And then, you know, at some point in the nineties, they started splitting those off into the, you know, the day night. Yeah. Empty the stadium. We're going to new crowd. Yep. Yeah. Twine night where they clear the stadium and got to have a separate ticket. I thought that was junk. So now you get into these seven inning games. Yeah. That's, it's, it's silly. It's, it's, but they're, you know, they're already carrying 26. Yeah, uh, and then they let him bring in an, an extra guy. Is that still part of the deal? Gonna yeah, that, that, that that's part of what I say. If it's a doubleheader, can we increase our roster for that day? Which gets me back to the salaries and the money. Well, you can fly somebody else in from your minor leagues for forty-eight hours and fly them back, and we're okay. Yeah, that's that's absurd. Um, 
Because I remember even at the Metrodome, we'd have doubleheaders once in a while, scheduled sure. doubleheaders. Each sure. team should have a scheduled doubleheader once in a while. Yeah. That's how yeah. you get the kids back into it. That's how you get the fans going. And you know what? You have a scheduled doubleheader. Make sure both teams have Monday off as a travel day then. That's how you take yeah. care of it. It's not well, that hard. And all you see when you see these 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 seven-inning doubleheaders, what you're going to get is the, the guy that's going to come in from the taxi squad is, is 100% almost always going to be another pitcher. Yeah. So you're just going to see two games – where you have, you know, the way they're doing it now, it's just, it's going to be a bunch of guys throwing two, three innings, you know, all throwing cheese at 95, 96. The, you're going to have to fly through two games with, uh, you know, 32 strikeouts in, eight, in, in 20, or uh, what, <laughs> 14 innings. You're, you know, you're looking at 20, 20 some strikeouts. And, uh, you know, it's. I'm not a Nobody fan has of those. To go out there and work. Yeah, I, I, I can't stand these these I, shortened games with the ex, expanded bullpens. I'm not a fan of those bullpen games where you have a reliever start and everybody's going two innings and we're just going to make it up from there. Well, you know, you want to figure out how to make the game more exciting. I mean, obviously, what we're looking at is just dominant uh, bullpen situations where you know guys are just coming in and and nobody has to go out there and labor and and give up hits because you've got you know especially with the expanded rosters, you got another guy waiting in the wings that's going to you know, you, you know the one rule change you made a couple of years ago. Where you got to face at least three batters. I kind of like that one because yeah. kind of the rooster, you're switching pitchers all the time. Goose Gossage yeah. led the league in saves, and he had to pitch three innings at a shot to get a save. You don't see that anymore. Seventies yeah, or eighties, you saw guys pitching three, two, three innings for a reliever. Yeah, that's that's going. I mean, the the, the multi inning save is going back. Right. <laughs> Quite a ways. Yeah, that's a nine. That's out a throwback save. right there. <clears throat> the nine out save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when your closer comes in the eighth inning, oh my god! Um, so I suppose obviously with no seven innings, uh, extra innings. Do you like the starting a guy on second base or any tweaks to extra inning oh, games? Yeah, I think you can imagine how I feel yeah. about that one. That's that's just terrible. You know, if, if, if worst case scenario with something like that is you at least let them play out a couple innings. You know, if, if, if it's a nine inning game. Let them play until the 11th, let them play till the 12th. And then if you got to go to some, you know, shootout skills contest, you know, <laughs> crap like that, home run derby to decide the game or, you know, whatever. Kind of shootout hockey, yeah. <laughs> Would you be okay with baseball going to a tie after 12 innings? I, I wouldn't. I'd be fine with that. I, I thought, I, you know, as a, as a hockey fan, I thought ties were fine in hockey. I never, I never felt disappointed by, by a tie, but, you know, that, I think Gary Bettman is a little bit of a you know bellwether for what what yeah. you're seeing now with Manfred is these guys want to come in and you know reinvent the game to to solve problems that are only problems for you know the casual fans anyway. Well, you know, it's, well, Bettman it's, was from the David Stern school in the NBA too, so you got to remember that. Yeah, yeah, there's this sure definitely definitely some of that too. Yeah, the fans want points. We want wins. We need instant gratification. Yeah. Is yeah. That, because I know uh, yeah. Japanese and Korea, I know Japan, though, like 12 innings, it's a tie. And there's maybe yeah. two or three a year of that. So it's like yeah. a bunch. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, because what, what happens is, like, I get from the from the investment standpoint, you're the, you know, you're the, the front office. Every extra inning has got to get played. That's, you know, that's yeah. wear and tear on your, you know. Yeah. I, I, so I, I get why the, why the clubs want to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're saving your arms, you're saving your what do you mean your investment. Like I said, from a fan standpoint, that's, nobody wants to see that. So it's where are the priorities going to be? Are the priorities going to be, uh, 
you know, putting a good product on the field that, that fans enjoy, or, or you know, is, 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 is the priority going to be, you know, the financial side of it? And I think we know where it is, where it's leaning. And now, with the financial side, let's let's put the fantasy ownership hat on. You have ties, so you're a half yeah. game out. You yeah. win the division by half game. Is that considered a tie for a game 163, or you're the division winner? You lost. Too bad. Yeah. That'd be the yeah. one. That'd be the only argument. If you made ties is. So you get that team who lost by half a game for the division. Do you do a game 163 to see who won? Is it too bad you should have won that game in regulation? You know, that would be the only real sticky point on a tie, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Or does it count as half a, half a win, for instance? Yeah. Well, then you're back to the point to, system. Yep. Go to straight winning percentage. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's... And that's where hockey get a, so many points for a regular... Relation win points for an overtime win. Yeah, that, that's yeah. You go to a point system. Like yeah, that, baseball yeah. won't go for that. That's, no, that's... I, I become a soccer fan if that happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So Universal DH. Oh yes, we, yes. I know we kind of talked about DHs for the Hall of Fame part. They've kind of used it for a couple of years. Um, well, let's just kind of go with the fact that it looks like they're going to go with it. How is that going to affect free agency now when you have some of these players that are waiting right now for free agency that could be a DH anywhere now, not just the American League? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of opens up your payrolls a little more there. You get your guys, your uh, – I'll, I'll even take Alonzo from the Mets, first baseman. He can stay in DH a few games now instead stay in a National League team and maybe that can extend his career a year or so. Um, or a third baseman. Some third basemen are getting long in the two if they're outfielders. So, uh, with that said, for free agency, and we're going to cover this more later on our show over the weekend, the Mets have just kind of opened up the checkbook. They went Black Friday shopping yesterday. <laughs> um, are you going to see some other guys out maybe waiting to see if this DH thing goes over to see where they sign? Well, yeah, it could be. Um, I, I think we all know the writing's on the wall with yeah. that. Um, you know, again, me as, a, you know, as, yeah. as an old school guy, I – I would have been fine with the DH never. I mean, the DH came in before I was born. Right. But, you know, like I was fine with – not even fine. Like I enjoy – I've always enjoyed the strategic difference between the American League National League. You know, the, it was fun. You know, I'd, I'd turn on TBS or, or WGN and watch the Cubs game, and it was a different game than watching the Tigers and the White Sox. Or, or you know, yep. I was – Twins fan in Michigan because my, my folks are from Minnesota, but uh, you know it's always the, 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 the stylistic difference between the American League and National League, and then when it comes to you know the World Series and then the American League teams have to play National League style and vice versa. Yeah, that was always an exciting aspect of the game to me. So I I like the uh, the, the National League not having the DH um, from a labor standpoint. I absolutely understand mm-hmm. uh, if if I'm a I'm one of those, yeah, one of those guys that, uh, you know, I my glove went into storage <laughs> no, know, six years ago. And, yeah, I mean, you know, in the National League, basically you're going to sit on your butt uh, until you get called, you know, taking that bat for the pitcher at some point. Or, But with that all know, said, you look at the World Series last year, Zan Greinke, you got a pinch hit. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on DH or no DH right there. Well, I got, I got one final point. Could they ever <clears> – <throat> Agree to say let's let's do it. Let's adopt the DH in the National League, uh, but let's phase it out over the next two years and start it. You know, three years, three seasons from now, 
and get it all out of your system for the next two years, phase it out, or do it, vote on it, and say we're going to start it already this this April. I think they'd start it right away because okay. they've got a taste of it from this last year. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I, I think it, it's 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 as good as gone. Yeah, yeah. The, the, la- the last thing I'll say on that though, and the, the big problem, like you said, we saw Zach Zach Granke go and get that pinch hit. Yeah. You know, uh, there there historically there's there've been, you know, Jim Cott was a great hitting yeah. pitcher. Uh, one of the problems that that's been you know this this idea that oh, pitchers can't hit, pitchers can't hit. Sure, fine. Like, you're a fan. You don't want to go watch a guy that's hitting you know one oh six. Uh, go up and, and either, you know, try to lay down, do a poor job of trying to lay down a bunt or or take three miserable hacks. But the, the big problem is that for as long as I can remember, they haven't been hitting pitchers in the minor, at the minor league level. Right. They've been universal teenage to the minor league level. So you're a guy that gets drafted, the last at-bat you've taken is in, in, in high school or college, and all of a sudden you're coming up through a system for three, four, five years. Now you're at the pro level. And, uh, you know, they're handing you a bat and go, all right, go hit this, uh, you know, this 97 mile hour cheese. No wonder pitchers can't hit. There was, <laughs> you know, there was about time for the year, uh, in the nineties for a while, the Braves pitching staff had a higher batting average than the Oakland Bay's DHs. Cause the Braves in the nineties, their pitchers took pride in batting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maddox, yeah. Glavin, Smoltz. They took yeah. pride in that. And I think that's the thing that's gone. What was it? Well, I, Mac, uh, Max Scherzer went over this year. Yeah. And everybody kind yeah. of laughed at it. Well, he, he can't lay down a button in BP without hitting himself in the face. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> that was, I, I love that. Tell him and, not and Max Scherzer guy. Well, on the, on the business, on the, on the investment side of that, too, that's part of the concern, yeah. obviously. You know, you're, you're a organization. This guy represents, uh, you know, he's you, – you've got millions and millions of dollars invested in, the, in this guy. And, he, you know, he's got one job to do, stand on the mound and, and throw seeds – you don't want them out there running the bags. So yeah. I don't know, maybe a courtesy runner for the pit, you know, last bit, some kind yeah. of thing like we do in the federal league. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I know old school baseball guys are going to, you know, roll their eyes as, as hard as they can, but uh, it, is it what's better, you know, not having, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think it, it's, it's a done deal. Pitchers are going to be, it's, it's going to be universal DH. Do you see coming out of this? Do you see more guys like Otani coming up from the overseas, from overseas where they can pitch, and then yeah. when they're not pitching, DH? That's kind of a tough investment right there, though. Too my one of my my number three pitcher, he's gonna be running the bases every four days. Then yeah, right? yeah. So I, is he lightning in a bottle more. last year? We're gonna see more of that. I I, I I would love to say we're gonna see more of that, and that you know we're we're just we're entering an era of you know a five tool. Uh, super athlete and you know we're seeing guys that are getting drafted at, well I mean we've always seen a little bit of guys getting drafted as, as position players and then converted to pitchers and and but I just I think the again on the, on, the, on the financial side the risk is, is too great and even with Otani you know we'll see how long this lasts whether they let him do both sides of it I, I you know you, you'll see a lot of, a lot of exceptions in their contracts because you hurt yourself pitching and batting this contract yeah. not guaranteed anymore you can see a lot of things like that in there I bet yeah, you know, it's it's almost you know we were so excited about Bo Jackson, you yes. know, when I was a kid, and you know, look how long that it, it didn't really last. It was you know it was a few years, and it's just there's too much going on where you know they're gonna they're gonna focus the attention on where they're 
you know, where they're spending their money. They know how they're, their bread's getting buttered. Deion Sanders only got to score a touchdown and hit a home run in the same week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prime time. Gotta love that. Um, I got nothing else for you, sir. Dan, you got anything else for him? What other um, – uh, Just some of the other points we talked about, the DH. Um, oh, okay, checking out relievers for their sticky stuff on their clothes. Oh, yes, yes. Is that something that – I mean, I've heard stories from the old days back in the day. It was the shortstop who had the sandpaper in his glove or the first baseman. You know, that's yeah. how he threw it on the horn. So are you okay with the, the pitcher getting the strip search after each inning for relieving that? Or should they have someone in the bullpen just kind of uh, uh, umpiring, if you will, keep an eye on them in the bullpen? Yeah, it seemed like a lot of theater. I don't, you know, but it, it's yeah, that's another tough one. You know, it's all this stuff. It's like you wish it would just go away without yeah. there having to be solutions because it was, you know, it was obvious on one hand that you saw how many guys, you know, uh, 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 Garrett Cole, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, like, oh, look, his spin rate's way down. He's not, he's not throwing that stuff by people that they couldn't hit. So, you know, it's obvious there was something going on. There was a problem they had to, you know, you saw a change in what was happening once once that started. And the pitchers hate it, of course, and then the batters love it. And it, The theater of, of watching the umpires do this and, and, the, and, the, and the pitchers getting, you know, mad about it and having a tan. You know, that's, I, I don't think that was good for the game. But, you know, I don't know. They're talking about, you know, pre-tacked balls and – yeah. I don't know what the solution is. That's another one where it's just, you know. I mean, that kind of goes back to the NFL, though. The whole Peyton Manning rule, you get to dirty up a football before the game. So can yeah. the pitchers pre can the starting pitchers at least anyway. Yeah. Get together with a bucket of balls beforehand, who knows. And with that said, um, challenges or instant replay in baseball, that, that's here, I guess. That's going to be part of the game. What about the electronic umpire? Robot. Uh, robot robot umpires, either Either for – I mean – Tennis has it for foul balls. If you watch Wimbledon and stuff like that, they're pretty boom ball guy. I've always, I, yeah, I think you you always accept that there's a certain amount of they're, they're gonna they're gonna botch a call, right? You know, it's gonna happen. It's part of it. Sucks when it happens. We always remember those moments when they happen. You know, the the the, the Joe Mauer double. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, is it is it better to have that be part of the game and part of the part of the the, the lore and the, and, the, and the story or is it you know the, the uh oh the perfect game in detroit that yep. uh you know it was the, <sighs> which is kind of the impetus for the replay right i think what that was the, the play you know the play that kind of broke the straw that broke the camel's back with replay in baseball i got no problem with replay because the players like in all sports they're just getting bigger stronger and faster and our yeah. eyesight's not getting any better so yeah. the human eyesight's not getting any better so i got no problem with that yeah well and then there, there, there's things that I that I like about the replayers. Things that well, I what I absolutely hate the you know the 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 play at the, the, the stolen base where you know they they go to you know they're they're breaking it down to frames that are one six thousandth of a second and and oh look the the tip of his of his batting glove lost contact with the base momentarily while the, the you know that I don't think that's in the spirit of what instant replay was meant for right. There, you know, there's these things where it's, if, if it's so far beyond the human eye's ability to detect, then, you know, yeah, yeah technically that guy was out because his finger broke contact with the base. But really? is that really yeah. what we want? Is that do we, yeah. want, do we want to be zooming in to see if his like the corner of his metal spike is still making contact with the bag? Yeah, the I hear you. Yeah. That's uh, junk. 
yes, it's great we have the technology that close, but don't get that exact on the frame. Go maybe if you're half second frame, you can't see it there, it is what it is. Yeah, that's put a limit on, on how tight we can get into these looks. I, you know, another one I, you know, I'm going to bring up just briefly here is, is obviously the, the, the check swing oh, uh, yeah. became a big deal, you know, in, in, in this world series with the, yeah. you know, a game ending on a highly controversial check swing. And this is one where the, you know, the, the casual fans uh, went crazy about there not being instant replay on this. And, and, you know, those of us that know the, know the game said what good would instant replay do when there's no there's no definition in rule of what is a swing what's not a swing there's guidelines that umpires follow you talk about yep. the, you know breaking the wrists or you know but there's no i can't believe that there's never been established a hard fast rule about this is what a swing is this is not what it, you know it's it's completely subjective so you know what would you even replay you're gonna you're gonna go and replay it and and so, you know, maybe that's one situation where they can, you know, pull the replay in a, in a but in order to ha- establish a replay for it, you'd have to go to the rules book and, and add a specific definition of, of what you're looking for. I don't know, you know, if that's a, a 90 degree angle, it's, you know, this is where you're going to that overhead camera view. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's not depending on your stadium for overhead camera, if it's a dome or not, and where that camera is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one thing we talked about last year throughout the season that Dan and I covered, this is not part of the CBA, and thank God it's not, but should be maybe. Uh, position players pitching. With us, the deals with the Twins getting released this week, it kind of brings it up. Um, yeah. My dead grandma throws faster than he does. Do you, do you think there should be a thing in baseball, kind of like in high school sports, if it's so big a lead, there's a running clock for basketball and hockey and that. In baseball, yeah. if it's after the seventh or eighth inning, can we just call the game? Can the team who's behind say, hey, here's the white flag, we give up, save our pitchers, save our batters, let's call it a game after a 10-run lead or something like that? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, at that point, they quit selling beer already anyway. Right. Your revenue's gone. (laughs) Um, Your profit's gone. Yeah, you know, that's one, too, where it's, you know, position pitchers throwing in a a blowout to save your bullpen, that's always been something we've seen a little bit of. Mm You know, it, 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 I don't think we've seen it with the frequency. Or maybe we did. We just... Well, what's the other quiz like four times last Could I? Oh, could I or back in the day? Well, Austin Neal's did it like four times yeah. last year. That's just insane. But sometimes, I don't know if they're out, out to save the bullpen. They, they may say to the coach, dude, put me in. I want to throw. Yeah. I know we're way behind. I want to get out there. I want to get on that mound. And they're like, oh, yeah. okay. That's, that's out of hand. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I remember... You know, back in the day, Mark Grace yep. coming in and throwing for Arizona and doing his rod. You know, and we all laugh. Ha, ha, ha. The position players in throwing. You know, it, I, again, I, I think that's another thing where, you know, how much of that is, is – is, if we're seeing more of it, how much of that is driven by the fact that there's such an investment, you know, from a development standpoint, from a monetary standpoint, in building these, you know, gas-throwing bullpens – and not wanting to burn one of those arms because we, the other thing we're seeing is that, you know, when guys are going up there throwing the kind of cheese they're throwing right now, it's, they're, they're, you know, obviously we're blowing out arms. So pitch counts, you know, the limits on that kind of stuff are, you know, a lot higher. 
I, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a ban on, or you have to designate a guy as a pitch. I, I don't know how you do it. it it's, it's one of these things where it's, you know, the, the, the problem is a consequence of the way they're running the game. And, and you know, it's, it's chicken or egg. Like, it, it, it's, it's, you know, is this, is this uh, strategy causing a problem or is the way you're running the game forcing the strategy, you know? How much it's, it's a it precious was, ego they don't want to crush by going in either. Yeah. You know, I, I got no problem with if it was like what you guys do in your league, 10 run, runs after a certain time, I got yeah. no problem with them calling it. I totally get it. It Or do you go to two outs or something to speed yeah. it up? Just put tomorrow's starter and he's got a bullpen session coming anyway. What's 10 more pitches? Yeah. You're uh, professional. Again, like, good luck telling an organization yeah, to take your starter and make him throw extra pitches. You know, it's... Or take yesterday's starter. We pulled you in the third <sighs> inning. Get out there for another inning. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just... You know, all of a sudden, you got that one case of a guy who who uh, has the injury throwing in the junk innings and has to go to the Tommy John, and he's gone for you know 14, 16 months. Yeah, how many yeah. you guys you see your shortstop or your fourth outfielder is really your your quote unquote eighth reliever, if you will. You know, yeah. you're always the guy pitching. You had you pitched in high school or college. You kind of know what's going on. You yeah. know, something to yeah. that effect. When you're up there, just yeah, throwing get me over balls just to to burn. You know, yeah, three innings or something. Yeah, fine. Call it after seven then. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a certain run. Yeah, that's that's what I got, Dan. You got any other questions or stuff for our fine guests? No, I think that was it. Just wanted to get his uh get your opinion on some of this stuff, Reno. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully we produce some uh some quality podcast material here that people are gonna well, you know. let's not get too cocky. Let's just <laughs> I, I think we're sitting good with uh with their stuff here. This is good. Well thanks again for your time, Reno. Absolutely, boys. We'll Happy see you. Uh, enjoy your weekend. You. All right. Thank All right. you. Sounds good. Good stuff. Uh, I know from Time Tom Ball Tuesday on Twitter. He's a good follow there, too. He's a good follow on his Twitter uh, Twitter handle, Twitter feed. Uh, he's got some good opinions. And like you said, he's an old school guy. He likes the old school. And uh, you're always going to get that kind of answer from him. But he also said that a lot of these are so so much gray area. You just yeah. kind of want to get it all over with. But you really can't. Yeah, like I said, the check swing for an instant replay. First of all, it's to find a check swing. And that's a whole month's worth of conversations right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree also with the instant replay. Half second or half slide, not milliseconds, that's that's not right. That You can't control stuff like that. Um, so I'm okay with, like I said, the, the half second one. I, I was surprised he was okay on calling the game early if it's a blowout, though. Hmm. That one kind of surprised me a little bit that he was okay with that. But again, I think he was kind of like we've been talking before throughout the bargaining. He was wearing the ownership hat a little bit on that one. Yep. You yeah. know, as an owner, yes, I'd be okay with that. Even as a fan to a point, you really want to sit and watch a 10 up. You know, it's my team doing the blowing out or the other way around. Now, granted, once a year, you hear of a team coming back. Once a year. So. Now, the other thing is uh, for the bench players, it's like, you know, we're way behind. It's a good time to get in some extra at-bats or some defense on the field or try a different position. And now you take that away if the game's over in yeah. the seventh inning to somewhat, kind of to some extent. In football, you put the backups in. Yep. So this would be a time to do that. But then again, you got to win the pitch to them. That's the sad part. Correct. So they're not facing It's not an, uh, apples to apples. That's right. Well, I want to thank him for time and your, yours too, Andy, uh, yes. for us uh, to do this little roundtable discussion on some of this. Uh, we'll get this out there and hopefully we'll, people will be able to feel free to leave their comments and uh, questions and uh, whether they agree or not. But uh, we just kind of wanted to get the ball rolling on some of these topics. All right. Thanks. Thank you.